to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You're now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and got my good brother here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Well, you know, brother, keep my eyes to the eyes and the ears to the street. How about yourself, brother? Hey, man, I'm, I'm on that same wave, man. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to make my next move my best move, make today better than yesterday, and, you know, all that good stuff right there. <laughs> yes, sir. Indeed, indeed. Um, but before we get too far, I want to remind you all to like and subscribe and share this uh, this episode to all your people. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, um, you know, uh, whatever platform you're checking this out on, make sure you're subscribed and um, share this to all your people or whatnot. And um, I also want to remind you all that this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group. Calaprucia Astrology and our good people over there on Patreon. Big up to you. Big up to our patrons out there, definitely representing or whatnot. Um, you know, we 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 gonna do something real special for you this week or whatnot, man. Get real active and stuff like that. And um, you know, get on there, hit us, hit us up and you know, let us know. You know what you're thinking, some things that you want to see and stuff like that, because we're always, you know, open to suggestions and stuff like that. So um, definitely appreciate y'all. Um, but as far as our other, um, you know, uh, sponsors or what have you, you know, you can find Push It Forward Media Group on Instagram at P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D. And you can find us on the web at pushitforward.com, um, spelled the same way as the Instagram handle. Um, you can follow Cosmic Convos Podcast if you're just tripping up. If you're finding us on, you know, whatever uh, podcasting platform you're on, follow us on Instagram at C-O-S-M-I-C-C-O-N-V-O. Um, and you can catch us there. There you get a link to all the different things we got going on. And, you know, um, you know, so you can support us in a bunch of different ways. Uh, Brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Uh, definitely get me get at me on uh, Facebook or IG via Shekham Ra, or you can hit me up uh, via uh, Kalaprusha Astrology at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, definitely get at me if you got a consultation you want to get done, got some questions you need to have answered, you know, I'm here. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, you know, we're here, um, you know, season three. Episode 18, Big Ups to Us. Hey, I'm always going to do that for every episode we have, man, because it's, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, quite contrary to what people may believe, man, when we're sitting here and we're doing this stuff, man, it's a lot of work that go into this. A lot of time investment, a lot of actual investment and stuff like that. A lot of learning curves, learning new things and stuff like that, man. So, you know, I'm I'm always, you know, giving us some props, man, for uh, keeping this thing going, man. And, you know, getting this service to the people or whatnot, man. So I'm, I'm definitely um, glad to see us here, you know, creeping up on the end of this season here or whatnot. You know, going to be moving into season four um, in a few episodes or whatnot. So um, big ups to us. Or whatnot, but um, from our last episode, uh, getting pretty good feedback or whatnot. Um, brother Rob, what you been hearing? Um, uh, <clears throat> always hear good feedback, brother. You know, um, every episode kind of stacks and builds on the other, so you know, I've definitely heard some some positive uh return of energy. How about yourself? Yeah, man, um, you know, pretty, pretty good feedback, you know, um. You know, um, we, we got a chance to talk about Bob or whatnot right around his birthday, man. One of my, you know, favorite artists and stuff like that. You know, he did some uh, major things. And, you know, it's an interesting concept, you know, um, to really look at it. Um, and it's not, I mean, 
it's not an easy thing to see. And um, it's also um, in a lot of situations not a comfortable scene, thing to see as well. Um, you know, as far as, you know, looking at longevity and stuff like that, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's something to keep in mind, something to know. You know, you're going in a period of time where there's some things that, you know, could, you know, maybe shake you up physically or some unexpected things and stuff like that. You know, um, you can get, you know, in touch with a good spiritual program, you know, that 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 can that has, you know, techniques and different things to help ride these waves the best way possible. And, um, you know, put your best foot forward, <laughs> you know. Or whatnot. Yeah, put your left foot forward, indeed, as our ancestors stated, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Motep said it's a good day to die, you mm. know. So, <clears throat> you know, drink and be merry. <laughs> no one's promised tomorrow, per se, you know. But the thing is, that astrology does give you some resolve that we all have a destiny and everything is planned, you know, uh, even the time of exit, so... Uh, but definitely got some feedback there to, uh, you know, push the few buttons. Yeah. Say that. Indeed. 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 Um, you know, so don't really have any questions right now. So uh, <laughs> we can go ahead and, uh, you know, jump into the, the topic at hand. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 I've always sensed that the people really like when we, you know, are in tune with the times, you know, doing things that, you know, that reflect what's actually happening on the ground and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I appreciate it, too, man, because you get to see the stuff in real time. It brings a real practical element, you know, um, you know, to the teachings or whatnot. Yeah, so it's, it's as above, so below, you know, and you learn, you live and you learn, right, if you're wise, you know, and so... <clears throat> You know, it's rare that we have an opportunity to kind of include the, the the science with something that everyone is familiar with, you know, that everyone knows what's going on. So it is definitely an opportunity to to strike the iron while it's hot. Um, and so, you know, in fact, one of my students here just recently last week in the uh, level one class asked, you know, what do you think about the football game? Hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not a betting, I, I don't bet because I know there's no such thing as luck, right? Absolutely. It's all destiny. But, you know, I do understand that we can use this science to um, really, I don't want to say gamble, but, you know, um, we can use it to foresee things that may come about with regards to sports. Yeah. And uh, she asked, and I did make the uh, call that I thought it would be a close game. I really didn't analyze the um, whole backdrop of it. You know, I was just going off the cuff. And I said, you know, um, if the starting time is, you know, right at 630, which games really are start, they really, really start right at the scheduled time they usually you know something else happens or you know you have to you know toss the coin or what have you so <clears throat> i said if it's 6 30 ish you know then tampa bay has a chance right a good chance of winning if it turns over and it becomes leo ascendant then uh i really think that the chiefs will pull it off but i don't think it'll be a landslide win well that's what happens when you make just, and it was a statement. I didn't say, you know, put your money down on it because I told her I wouldn't put my money on it just because of the nature of the time, mm -hmm. right? That hairline time is a real, you know, you got to kind of really be careful because it could go either way. Yeah. But I did say um, that I thought that KC would pull it off by uh, maybe a field goal or maybe a touchdown or so. And that's just me speaking in general kind of not really delving into really what was going on with the actual uh, overall kind of scope of the game but as i began to look further and when the game started when they made the announcement that uh the um, casey's quarterback was slightly injured his toe was damaged 
and I've heard that he's a running quarterback. He likes to make sure that he converts at least, you know, a few a few downs, you know, during a quarter as far as his ability to secure the, the, the win. So when I heard that he was injured, that's changed the whole scope of things because that injury, of course, is going to make an impact on his ability not only to play with regards to throwing, but his ability to maneuver, right? And so uh, that really kind of changed things. But, you know, all in all, <clears throat> um, when you apply the science correctly, uh, you can clearly see that Tampa Bay was due to win. And um, the rules are is that the team that has the better odds typically takes ownership of the ascendant in a chart, right? When you're looking at it from a sports perspective, right? And the opponent or the, the opponent usually is, which is the seventh house, they take on the actual, um, that's the team that's the underdog, right? Yeah. Or the team that's not favored. But strange things happen, right? And so the Super Bowl this year wasn't held on neutral ground. Right? <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> right. Um, it wasn't held in Los Angeles or you know, any other city that's held in Arizona or, or Vegas or what have you. But it, it wasn't held in some city that was neutral. It was held in a city that held the nostalgia, the energy, right, the the Shakti, the Chi, right, the Ashe, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. right, that the Buccaneers needed because that's their home city. That's their home stadium. Yeah. And so the morale, right, is a big shift in regards to looking at how things are played out in a game. And so that changes the course and things. So when you look at it properly, the actual home team, right, which is the Buccaneers becomes the first house because home team still has a slightly better advantage, even though the odds may not be in their favor, meaning that the odds can be one way, but the home advantage can change the game. Yeah. Right. So that's one major factor. And when I looked at it from that perspective, making Leo ascendant, right, the Buccaneers and the seventh house, the Chiefs, it lined up perfectly because then the ascendant lord goes into the sixth house, mm -hmm. right? From Leo goes into Cap. You have all those four planets transiting Capricorn. If you watch the game, you see that they were very that um, the Buc Buccaneers played a screen. They played. They was constantly were constantly screening right for the first couple of quarters. Right, they kept running the screen. Bam! Right, shooting right down the middle. Right. And that's really like a six house technique because it literally puts you in the thick of things and you're throwing right inside the middle. Right. So that six house perspective of Cinderlord being in a six house brought a competitive edge, right, to the Buccaneers. Right. And you saw their defense and their offense were both pretty well equipped. Yeah. Now <clears throat> the Chiefs taking the position of the seventh house, right? Their seventh house, right, really, well, their house, Lord, goes into the sixth house, which is the 12th from the seventh, which means loss, mm -hmm. right? The sixth house is also, though, a house that we can consider penalties, or really the sixth, the sixth, twelfth axis is the axis of penalties and competition. Well, that, that particular team, the Chiefs, right, got penalized almost every single other, right, play something was going on right and so <clears throat> really looking at it uh, thank you brother the really looking at it right this ascendant lord going to the sixth house right and tampa being the ascendant lord or the, the team that occupies the ascendant you can see that there were overwhelming right saturn right which is in there and it's in its own sign but it's in the 12th from its most prominent or most powerful position Aquarius is the Mula Tricona of Saturn. So although it is in its own sign in the sixth house in the sixth house, the seventh floor going to the sixth equates a loss for the opposing team. Yeah. Right. And so you can see they lost through penalties. In fact, if they hadn't that one penalty that they had that they were about they they were about to convert, you remember? 
uh, they were about to convert over and then they penalized them and they took they got the ball back that was the, that was a major killer for them in that whole game and that was a penalty right so they lost by penalties they lost through making major mistakes right through aggression in west fact as well because if you see the six houses still lost aggression so there was definitely a lot of energy and tension on the field but from the ascendant mars is in the ninth which also is and Mars is the Yoga Karaka for, right, Leo Ascendant. So it definitely shows that that particular team had a quote-unquote edge, right, or some grace, right, or I mean, I would never ascribe the Supreme Being being with a football team, but you could say that, right, the forces of B that were with them from the ninth house perspective. And when you look at it from the seventh house, meaning that house being the Chiefs, the 11th house is your running game in football because the legs, right? Mm-hmm. Your mobility. Mm-hmm. But if you, look at the, if you look at where moon is placed, it's the 12th lord in the 5th, right? Meaning from the perspective of the, the opposing team, that team is stopped from the other team's 12th lord. Or meaning that running game is slowed down and stopped. Moon in the 5th moon in house from this perspective, right? Or moon in Sagittarius, rather. So... All of that says, really, in showing that the game was really destined to be won by the home team, which is obviously Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, right, that's just kind of how we surmise it. A few other things we look at, um, the ascendant, right, uh, is, you know, um, what time do you got on that one? Uh, Yeah, change the time on that one to – um, six. You got it at eight. When you look at that time, that time produces a Gandanta zone. Gandanta zones are like wild cards, right? It's a lot of things can transpire, a lot of things can happen, a lot of things can reshift. <clears throat> and in the beginning of the game, it was almost as if you were saying, "Who's gonna win?" Who has the upper hand? And when you begin to make see those mistakes being made by the Chiefs, that's when you could clearly see, right, that there was a major issue. Exactly. So that was the time I had called originally. Said if that time, if it starts at that time, then there's a very good chance that the Bucks could win. But that's me not understanding that Tampa Bay, even though they were the underdog, was still the home team which occupied the first house. So when you move it slightly to 1638, which is the actual kickoff time, it produces a one-degree Leo ascendant. And that is the challenge because that, and even still with this, is still in a Gandanta zone, right? Meaning right at the edge, the tip edge, the edge, rage's edge between water and fire, right? That it's 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 a hard call, but when you put it in Leo, it all falls into place. Yeah. So you know <clears throat> that being the case, right? You can clearly see that you know this is uh, this is a, a a win that you know, Brady and the the Bucks walked off with that was was quite in <clears throat> in the cards or in the heavens. So let's see. Now we're gonna take a look here at. Destiny, and the one thing that we have to consider is this: because I don't have KC's chart, right? I don't have the KC's quarterbacks chart. That is key, right? Um, to really analyze what's going on. But I knew if he was injured, or I knew if one of them was injured, or somebody was injured, a major player, then obviously there was going to be a deficit on that team, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but the Chiefs quarterback was injured that always changes things right it changes and the chiefs didn't have an overwhelming i mean they didn't have an overwhelming their odds weren't overwhelming they were actually shrinking as the game began to go right and it shifted over right before the game actually started right so it was very close as far as odds but of course still the chiefs had a slight edge well you know there's some statistics out there that were working against them just in general um, just as far mm-hmm. as like frequency, it's really difficult. I mean, if you look at the odds, most teams don't repeat. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, that that's what they were up against anyway. You know, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, you know, again, right, it just shows that this is destiny. I mean, mm-hmm. people, you know, 
people say, well, I'm not a Brady fan. And, you know, you might not be a fan, but we're about to talk about Brady. And I hate to call it what it is, but, you know. I just like, I, I like, I like when, I like, I mean, I respect people who are good at what they do. <laughs> who, Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it any ain't, team, any person. Yeah. 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 You know, or whatnot. And he's, I mean, <laughs> we're going to see how good he is, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So, you know, um, you know, Brady, um, this is his 10th Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. 10th Super Bowl win. Um, seventh. Historic. Seventh. Seventh, excuse me. Seventh win. Seventh, but he's been 10 times, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's a history maker. That's a history maker. Yeah. Right. And my students in my level two class are actually learning how to incorporate yogas into a chart. Well, one of the things that we can say, and I won't get too sidetracked off because we're going to come back to it. But one of the things you would know is that a lot of times when people have a Gajikasara yoga, they literally impact history or change or make history. Right? And he has that yoga in his chart quite strongly, in fact. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and start off with just kind of breaking him down and really getting to the essence of who he is right from the jump. So as you can see, right, he's Virgo ascended, mm-hmm. right, 24 degrees and 32 minutes, which produces uh, Virgo within the context of Shitra Nakshatra. Yeah. And Shitra, right, is a Nakshatra that literally produces perfectionism. Virgo is a sign of perfection as well. So this is one that really keys and hones in on the details, right? The techniques, right? The timing, right? The, per- the literally the precision that really requires for an excellent machine or an excellent anything to, to manifest. That is what this particular ascendant will produce. Shitra is very keen on doing things the right way. And they will do things over repetitiously. They will literally create a routine right, for themselves until they master what it is that they're trying to, to master. And so, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that, you know, you can really understand is that the Burgoyne energy field, again, produces a perfectionist disposition that it goes a great lengths to create a masterpiece or a work of art. Yeah. And, you know, this side of Chitra literally makes the individual a technician. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives the ability to profound pro, to create a profound degree of skill, right, in whatever craft or field of expertise they're in. Yeah. Um, you know, we all know we both know about Shitra, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So, right on the Libra side, but you know, what I mean, we know about it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Indeed. And you know, Libra rules the air, which is mental things, right? This is earthly which rules what things that are physical, physical tangible you know, right which a football is something you throw it's pretty physical yeah right? um you know and for virgo the thing is is that mars rules the third house it really is the third the third house of hands mars becomes the third lord right yeah. of hands and this man's hands right that's what he's known for right so you can see the the connection Right. What we do is we marry all kind of different things when we look at a chart. So we say, oh, look at this particular um, ascendant degree. It's going to tie him to the third house, right? Yeah. which is hand. It also ties him to the eighth house, which is the ability to go deep, to research, to go to delve into things. Right. So yeah. by and far, this man's destiny is set from time of birth to literally produce this type of individual. Yeah, um, that, that's what he's known for too. Um, he's known to be like a real student of the game, you know. In regards to like, you know, they they make comments about him when they're in film room and stuff like that, and his his ability to just really understand the game from a real cerebral perspective. You know what I mean? Compared to all the other people, you know, he he, he has a reputation of really getting on people for not you know, being locked in on that level like that, you know? He's a tactician. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's tactical. He's very much Virgo to the max. You know, like you said, in the game, in the in the film room, I'm sure he's, you know, if you 
probably has notes, I'm sure, right? Books of notes and things that he's researched. And, you know, I mean, the man obviously, right, takes the game to another level, right? During, and, you know, because they made it's interesting comment because, um, you know, you know, with COVID going on and everything, there wasn't any, you know, um, you know, preseason. There wasn't any camps or anything like that. But you know, when he went to Tampa Bay, he went and and got you know the people together, and they was out there, you know, uh, training with each other. They even got kicked out of a park for violating COVID <laughs> COVID uh, protocols that's, or that's, whatnot. That's but he's just trying fortitude. to get right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jitra Nakshatra produces idealism and fortitude. Mm-hmm. Idealism meaning that this man is the ideal, right? Literally living up to an ideal in his own mind. In fact, he said that Joe Montana was his, his favorite, you know, was his idol, was his person that really motivated him to become uh, a, a football player. So, yeah. you know, that ideal of living up to someone of that caliber, which he's actually surpassed. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by far, right? Um, which not to say Joe Montana is probably still one of the quote unquote greats of you know of, of football uh, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. But again, this man has surpassed right the ideal which he set forth for himself, right? And you're going to see why here in just a very, very, very brief second of why that literally became right who, his life story. Um, the other thing is that. You know, Mars, when it has a beneficial placement in the chart, and you can see it's placed in the ninth house, right? That literally brings out the higher and more refined qualities, right, uh, of the things that those houses signify. So the third house literally gets a more gets a refinement, and so does the eighth house, yeah, right? because of it being in the ninth, right? And you know, the thing is, is that 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 makes you literally take things to a level of like a PhD. Right. Or take things to the level of a master. Right. So his third house, his third, those hands, right, belong to a master, someone that literally can use them to exact, right, it's precision. Right. They had, I mean, I was, when I watched the game and I watched his games, literally, he can throw with such precision. It's, I mean, not to say that, you know, I did see some very phenomenal throws by Casey's quarterback. I mean, he's young, right? So he's got a lot of lot of room to grow, and he's still a good quarterback. But he was throwing him almost when he was parallel to the ground, right, mm-hmm. and still hitting, right. So I mean, not to diminish his opponent, right? The you know KC's quarterback is no joke, but he's injured, right? So yeah, you know, it's not going to play at a hundred percent. And you know, you might think something as small as a toe. A big toe being damaged would be, but your toes provide balance. Yeah. Right. And especially if you're leaning or you're moving and you're coordinating, that can create a definite, you know, um, well, you got a disturbance. When you don't, you know, yeah. when you, when you, when you throw, you got to plant. Exactly. And pivot. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, that's really part of what we're dealing with here is that's the, if had he not been injured, we would have saw a different game. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Right. We saw a, a very different game. So, you know, considering, right, the other thing to keep in mind is Rahu. <laughs> Look at the degree of Rahu. It's less than a degree within each other. Less than a degree. So Rahu creates a hyper-awareness about these things. Yeah. Right? It literally, it. I mean, you know, Virgo is detailed, discrimination, structure organization perfection mm-hmm. you know order right that is hyper exacerbated in his whole awareness right he becomes the embodiment of that thing right yeah which is phenomenal because virgo rahu actually does quite well according to the scriptures mm-hmm. in virgo right so it's grounded it's earth it's Mercury. Mercury and Rahu have a similar kind of kind of output and disposition, right? So, you know, it definitely boosts the qualities that are there, not diminishes. Yeah. In fact, Bruce Lee had the same nodal position. Another, right? pre- another just precise person. Master. 
Master. Yeah, for a very precise person, exactly. They come to learn precision. Rahu is what you come to exhaust, to exhaust, right? To bring to a height, to bring to a level, to bring out, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas K two is what is already in the inherent and what is within. So, you know, that's is something that he comes to literally open up and fold into, and has really no very limited choice in doing it. And we'll show you why in a minute. So <clears throat> the other thing is that um, the moon is in the seventh conjunct K2. Right? Mm. And this can create a very detached but yet intuitive type mentality, right? Very, you know, more or less calm or tolerant, but at the same time can intuitively read, you know, things from a gut perspective. Yeah. Right. And um, the thing is, is that, you know, you can sense how he plays. He's not a, he, he doesn't seem like, you know, John, like John Elway or like uh, uh, all of the, uh, uh, Walt, uh, um, Peyton Manning, um, his brother, you know, they have a different approach to football. It's more of a, 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 a I want to say a get in the dirt type, you know what I mean? In the trenches, to, he, Brady's not like that. He really kind of pulls back and he put he picks and chooses and he's in a pocket, right? He doesn't do well in the thick of things. I mean inside of, you know, the the, the grid of things. That's yeah. not him, right? Yeah. And so that refinement, that kind of precision, that pickiness, right, is literally how he is able to do what he does so well. Um Mars is in the ninth, and this is where things begin to turn. Like I said earlier, that ninth house is really the house of ref it's going to elevate those qualities that the third and eighth house can embody, that those hands and that ability to really push forward and transform and change as needed. Right? Yeah. And, you know, a you know, the thing is that the ninth house is also your father mm -hmm. in Jyotish, um, especially um, – in the southern tradition in northern tradition 10th house is your father but a lot of times really, really all of joe just kind of recognizes the ninth house and the ninth house literally right has mars there so this is a major impact because the father right also has similar tendencies as far as his desire for sports and here's here's something funny that i didn't even i, I stumbled across right that really was surprising and it's a quote from Brady, and he said that my dad was drafted right as a professional baseball player by the Phillies, mm -hmm. and he ended up wanting to be a priest, right? And Brady said that his dad, Brady Brady Senior, really had a, a struggle with being a priest, or should I go play professional ball, right? And if you look at the chart very carefully, right, you see Mars in the ninth, which produces a father that many times can have the desire to play sports. In fact, they may be a sports player like he was. But if you look, pay close attention to the Lord of the Ninth, where does it go? Tenth house. Tenth house. And look exactly where it's with. It's with Jupiter. Yeah. The planet of spirituality, wisdom, and right, and, and so forth. So, right, you can see in the chart even written that his father was a major impact as far as his sports are concerned, but his father also had, right, dilemmas as far as what path he would actually choose. This is all written in his destiny. Right? Indeed. So, you know, going deeper into this, really, to understand how this works, right, um, you know, one of the things that we can kind of surmise from this is that <clears throat> He's born with athletic skill, right? Bar none. I mean, like I said, Chitra is going to do this anywhere it goes. Any type of field that it's in, it's going to try to master it, especially with that Rahu lining right up and the moon being in that particular same vector, right? Yeah. But the athletic, the athletic ability really comes from the Ascendant Lord being in the 12th, aspected by Mars within four degrees. The Ascendant Lord course representing the body the mm -hmm. emissary of the body is aspected by mars right and it's aspected from the ninth house which then secures right again those higher qualities 
right? So the aspect comes from that. The aspect comes from wanting to literally, because here's the other thing. Mars rules Shitra. Mars is the sub-lord in the ninth. So the sub-lord aspects the ascendant lord, right? That is it's a special combination that shows that the body is actually still very tied, right, in both ways with what it's intended to do. It's designed, right? It's designed to be about precision and also to be about force, courage, and fortitude, all within the context of Shitra. So he's designed that way. Mars is in the ninth, excuse me, Mars is in the third from the moon. What this does is it produces an emotional need to win. Um, it literally makes him drive, succeed, try to conquer, win at all costs, right? And of course, still tying him into the hands because Mars is in the third from the hands. I mean, excuse me, third from the moon, excuse me, third from the moon. The moon is another ascendant. It's a Chandra Lagna, it's called Chandra Lagna. So when you look at it from the moon, right, mm -hmm. then you literally can see, right, that his need to win, right, is it, it, it creates an emotional satiation, right, because the moon is what satiates you. It's what calms you down. So winning literally makes him peaceful. If you watched him on the after the field, he was the hap. Did you see him at the end of the game? <laughs> right? He was literally elated. Almost looked like he was on a high. You know, winner's high. Yeah. So again, that's that's what these things indicate. Um, the other thing is that Mars rules um, the sublord of the ascendant of his chart. So again, being placed in a ninth house of knowledge, expertise, proficiency, right, gives him these gifts with his hands. And most people didn't. Some people don't know. Some people do if you follow uh, his career. Uh, he played baseball, right, mm -hmm. in high school as well, which is also, right, deals with your hands. So this individual, right, bar none, has come to exercise those gifts and considering Mars aspects back to its own house, the yep. third house. So, you know, this is kind of an interlocking of things with regards to how things are going to plan out with this man's life. Yeah. Um, the other thing to consider is, of course, the dashas, right, that he's in. You can't – my students are seeing it, right? Yeah. This, my students are seeing it. Dashas are the tell-all of this system. It's, it's the main – I mean, it's the, it's the main difference. I mean, it's, it's other things, well, but, like, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's you know, yeah. key. Absolutely. One of the main differences is the dasha system, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's many, right? But one, one killer, right? <laughs> right? It's the Dasha system, and it's a profound system. My students are mind blown. Yeah. I mean, we're covering R. Kelly's chart. We're covering Usher's chart. We're covering, you know, different people's charts to really show that, look, this is destiny. These things are written. These things happen, right? Um, you know, we've covered many people in this particular show. Bill Cosby. I mean, you name it, anybody we've touched upon, the Dasha system reads almost emphatically perfect. We haven't even, I don't think we've, in any of this, the shows where we've talked about a notable person, I don't think we've ever really delved real deep into transits. I think we've mostly focused on the Dashas. Dashas? Yeah. yeah. I mean, transits are a refining point, but the Dasha system is I mean, every time I say, hey, did you, you got married between 20 this and this? Yep. And this happened, yep. And this happened, yep. And this happened, yep. I mean, when you go through it, it's just, it's like clockwork. And so the Dasha systems are emphatically unfallible when they when you have a good time of birth. Right? Yeah. Because it's the only system that covers 120 years span of life. Mm -hmm. Every other system varies in that area, right? Mm -hmm. But this one is perfectly aligned. And so it just rings. It covers all planetary energies, and it just rings. It's it's the king of dashes. That's what, and I see and understand completely clearly why. Yeah. But he started a Venus dasha in two thousand six, right? Mm -hmm. He's in a Venus Saturn Venus dasha right now. Venus, right? Uh, Maha Saturn Antar, right? And then he's in a Venus Bukti. Uh, so. Three, right? He's in Venus, Saturn, Venus. Venus and Saturn, number one, are friends. Mm -hmm. Right? In the 
in the basic Caracas system and the steer Caracas system, they're, they're friends, right? They're, they're associates. They don't have any animosity with one another. So when that Dasha runs, it's a fairly smoother energy. Mm-hmm. Right? Not only that, Venus is in the 10th, the 10th, 10th houses of, ten, what does the 10th house deal with? The 10th house deals with notoriety, yeah. right? Fame, right? Accolades, recognition, all of which he is receiving at this very junction. Yep. Not just career, like some people want to think. <laughs> just right. making it on careers. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Venus is with Jupiter. So when that thing, ha- when that happens, now let's defer a little bit to the actual yogas that run. Yeah. Right. Because this is how they, this is how we're, this is how we're exploring it, right? And so the yogas that are running, number one, you'd be surprised because it's Venus Dasha, right? Mm-hmm. But the way this works is phenomenal. That that when planets are conjunct, the planet, whatever planet it's sitting with, many times it will take on the attributes, energies, or kind of output that that planet represents. And so Jupiter is in the the fourth house from the moon but it's in the 10th house of his chart yeah so again and literally jupiter in the fourth from the moon really shows an upbringing an upbringing that is designed to teach him how to literally be a leader or to be in the spotlight or to take a a high level position that was what he was trained from literally a small age to do he was going to football camps camp after camp Game after game, I mean, all throughout high school, this guy was sports, sports, sports. So the upbringing, fourth from the moon, which is Jupiter, literally raises him or teaches him or gives him the inside knowledge and understanding from a very early age. Yeah. That's how you combine the Gajasara Yoga because it is, of course, in the moon is in the seventh and Jupiter is in the fourth. Also showing a great deal about his mother and the participation she had as well, along with his father. So you have two, and they're still together to this day, you have two parents that take that individual to a very high level from a very early age. Yeah. That is what produces success. Right. So um, considering, right, giving, going deeper into it, right, Jupiter conjuncts, excuse me, Venus conjuncts Jupiter. Jupiter gives a nice boost, right, of being kindred lords of fourth and seventh house, even though, yes, there are some other things that are going on. We won't get into the the intricacies and the details, but you can clearly see that Jupiter being being a ruler of the of kindred lords or kindred houses gives Venus another boost in that period. Yeah. Right. So really putting him out there, right, as someone that you can look to the shine that literally is someone that is splendorous, right? That is um, considered, you know, um, uh, worthy of praise. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is that the the Venus rules the second and ninth lords, and so for Virgo ascendant, it's a very powerful planet. It's one of the most powerful planets it has access to because the ninth house and the seventh house, when they combine by lordship, and there's only two ascendants that do it. That means that that particular planet gains a lot of power. And Mercury and Venus are friends. Now, yes, Venus is debilitated in Virgo, but it's not in Virgo. So literally, it does hold a lot of power and a lot of weight in that regard as far as that particular uh, Dasha is concerned. Yeah. Uh, The other thing is that Venus rules. What planet does Venus rule in this chart? Venus rules um, Mercury. I mean, yeah. Venus rules Mars. Oh, yeah. Ninth, ninth house. Yeah. Venus rules Mars. Yeah. Right. So in that Dasha, guess what's going to come into play? The, the, hands. the hands. Yeah. The hands. The ability with the hands. Right. So again, showing this Dasha by and large produces these kinds of results when it's positioned as such. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the other thing that we don't mention too often is transits. And we're just going to cover a few because, right, you know, there's a few that are in play. 
that really kind of supported him right during this process during this time but the thing i do want to mention before i kind of get into transits is that you know the yogas that are playing out here remember i said he has a gajakasara yoga that's playing out right he also have has what's called an amala yoga and he also has a uh, a sarira uh shukya yoga all because of venus mm -hmm. so all of these are playing out simultaneously through this period through this dasha right clearly showing he's going to right uh, reach a high level of, of what we call consider success, professional success anyway. Yeah. Um, now, in transit, right, during the game, he had four planets in the fifth house. Now, yes, there was some opposition between um, Sun and Saturn and those planets uh, that all are transiting through the fifth house. But the thing is, is this. Is that the Dasha period is he's kind of the master of all these things. Mm -hmm. right? And so Venus is actually, guess where she is during the game? Fifth house. Perfect. Right? So in her tenant in her inner transiting the fifth house, she's with Jupiter, mm -hmm. right? Which is directly aspecting his son by degree. Yeah. And Jupiter is trining Mars within one degree because it's at 17 degrees and some change on that day. Yes. Uh, yesterday. Right. So that trying, right. Creates a nice ability to harmonize, right. To synthesize with his environment, synthesize with his team, literally be at his peak performance. Right. With yeah. regards to thinking, reasoning, calculating, and all the things that he does so well, right? So again, that transit really supported him in that regard. Now, the other thing, Mars is in the eighth house in his natal chart, producing a temporary Sarala Yoga, and Sarala Yoga is literally produces a very highly high level of proficiency in regards to um, eighth house matters. Right? Yeah, eighth house matters are transformation endurance regeneration right getting up and fighting over again you know people when they have a very strong eighth house you can't kill them <laughs> right you can't keep them down right you can't stop them they they keep coming back like yeah. from the dead right yeah they have a power that comes from someplace like what is that's the eighth house yeah and so literally that is a lot of what he produces with regards to his hands and abilities in football so all of these things right run concert simultaneously creating confluence shape and reality yeah yeah right now just a couple of things you know before we go um one of the yogas that he has is a very kind of odd yoga and it happens often because the moon is a very fast planet in the heavens so people you know a lot of times the moon will be by itself a lot of times and it is in his chart it's called a kimadrum yoga but it actually is canceled and the cancellation doesn't necessarily mean it gets rid of what is going on it just allows that thing to become a tool to use to be used in how he lives his life and so he a lot of times you know leaders have to be alone you know getting up at five in the morning if you're an expert football basketball baseball whatever player you're by yourself mm -hmm. right you're up by yourself you're reading things by yourself you're doing things by yourself most masters have to know how to be by themselves yeah so you know the kimadrum yoga which still is in play to a great degree because of the placement that venus has from the moon which is 10 houses from the moon mm -hmm. still cancels the yoga and allows him to literally imbibe and ingest right the game on a high level because of that isolation because of that ability to stand alone and so uh, with that right we're going to leave it as such right i think we've done pretty good justice on the game and you know mr brady's chart you know i'm not uh I don't have a dog in any race, as I continuously say. So yeah. that allows me to be impartial, which gives, you know, correct uh, and accurate predictions. But, you know, um, you know, I'm not I have no I'm not I'm not a fan of any team, but I do enjoy using the science to really hone in and see what destiny has in store for individuals that do play the game at a high level.
Indeed, indeed, indeed. You know, and um, with that being said, you know, just a uh, quick announcement. Uh, this week, uh, let's do it on Thursday. Thursday, we'll uh, I'll, I'll 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 do a little something special for our patrons out there. We'll we'll you know do a little quick little interactive enjoy, inter- enjoy. yeah interactive uh, analysis using the the bots system with Tom Brady's charts. So patrons be tuned in for that um and if you want to become a patron um to you know be able to tap into things like that um visit us on instagram and look at the link tree and there's that link right there um or you can you know uh, find us on patreon at patreon.com backslash cosmic convos or whatnot yeah man um but yeah, this is this is an excellent analysis, great case study. You know, um, you know, it's a it's an interesting chart. I mean, you know, and like I said, you know, um, I'm, I'm I'm like Ra. I don't really have a dog in any of these fights, but you know, I do like to I like to one see these things unfold. You know, um, and also you know just respect anybody who's good at what they do. So um, you know, big up to them. Big up, you know, to them, they, you know, and, you know, all of their uh, successes and stuff like that. And, um, you know, let's let's get some successes on our own. <laughs> let's get let's get seven championships and whatever we do as well. Y'all, too, you know, indeed and whatnot. But, um, you know, with that being said, this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprucia Astrology and our good people over there on Patreon. Um this was episode 18. Rod, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, you know, just uh, keep on tuning in, spread the word, get the podcast out, you know, let pe- you know, let people know about it. Um, if you're on YouTube, definitely give us, you know, the thumbs up, hit us with some likes. We definitely could use those. Um, and, you know, you know, stay tuned. You know, the last portion of this season is going to be fire. Right. So we're going to bring some gems. We're going to tie up some things that we talked about in the beginning of the season and really, uh, really hit some things home as far as uh, some stuff that people want to hear. Indeed, 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 indeed. So um, as always, thank you all for tuning in. We will be back next week. Same time, same place with another great episode. Everybody be safe out there and we're out. Peace. Peace.